Welcome to the Sorry Eyed Effect. I'm Steph. And I'm Jen. On this podcast, we'll be chatting about all things Williams Syndrome. The ups and downs, and what it's like living with Williams Syndrome. We're excited to share our community with you. Thanks for being here. Well, hello, Miss Steph. How are you? I'm really good, Jen. How are you? Well, I think you look beautiful right now. And I think oh, it's because you got a did you get a facial this week? Yes, I did. Yes, you look I good. did. I'm so I excited. Special crown too from my friend. Oh, you did? Oh, we have to yeah. talk about that. We have some super fun guests today. We'll try anyway. So I have with me, um, because she doesn't have school today, my daughter, Stella. Um, Stella, can you say hi? Hi. And who do you have with you? This is my sister, Sarah. Hello. Hi, Hi, Sarah. Hi. So I guess you would say this is... (laughs) Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I I think we could say it's family day. Yeah, today. exactly, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I agree. I like it. Steph, so where are you right now? I'm in Goffstown, staying with my sister. My mom is in Florida helping her friend out. So my sister takes care of me when my mom goes away or if she's not feeling good, I stay over at my sister's house. Oh, that's awesome. How far are you guys away from each other normally? We're only about 10 miles, but you know, with busy lives, it's uh, it, mm. it takes some time to get together. So having her here for the week is pretty wonderful. Yeah, I'm so happy I'm here. <laughs> so you're going to take Steph. So we're recording right now, but actually tomorrow, Steph gets to go to prom. And yes. I'm so excited. So you're going to be helping with prom duties. I'm her date. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Justin's her date, but I'm like her, you know, other date, I guess. Chaperone slash date. I want to have more fun than yeah, chaperone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. think you will I'm have fun. I'm going to be taking her to prom. We went to her dress fitting yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So How'd we, that go? We it, it, it went okay. I mean, not bad, actually. It's one of the beautiful. Oh, thank you. And and she did. It's one of those things where we had a little issue with the dress fitting, and you know, you advocate and tell what the issue is, and we deal with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna get it in time, though, for the for prom. Yeah, it's already at the house. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, why don't you, Steph, introduce us more to your sister? Um, I mean, I know we live, we know that she lives 10 miles away from you and um, like you're obviously your sisters. What's your age difference? We are four years apart, born in the same month. I was born the 24th of February. She was born the 22nd. So we're very, very close. And I love being with her. It's fun and we get along very well and I get along with everybody. So it's great. Oh, that's awesome. So Sarah, um, are you 
Steph's only sibling? Yep, it's just the two of us. And like she said, we grew up having all of our birthday parties together. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. I'm four years older than her. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you're old, the oldest. Okay, that's cool. Well, Stella, <gasps> do you want to do you want to tell her what makes you guys the same? Do you know? Oh, you and Steph and Sarah, what makes you guys kind of the same? I have a sister too, because I'm older than my little one. You're older than your little one. Tell them how old your sister is. My sister is nine. So who was born first? Who was born first then? Me. No. Yes. Yes, me. <laughs> you were born first. <laughs> you guys so are kind I of like, Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say your sister's nine, and I just don't remember how old you are, though. I am twelve now. Oh, awesome! Wow, nice. thirteen. Gonna be thirteen soon. So I was gonna say, as a parent, so I have two girls, and I don't have they, my. We don't have any other kids, um, and my girls are three years apart. So, twelve and nine, it's kind of a hot mess right now. Um, there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hitting, which is like really surprising to me. I didn't realize like sisters were so violent. I grew up with just a brother, so I don't have the same perspective. Um, so you guys are giving me like a sneak peek of, um, what it's going to be like, hopefully when my girls get into their twenties, um, were you guys always such good friends or did you oh, have yeah. your sister? Oh my God. Yeah. Like maybe it's a little bit different because i'm the older one um okay. but i did my fair share of goofing on her you know mm -hmm. playing little tricks joking with her but we never actually fought mm -hmm. um and i was always more protective of her than anything mm -hmm. but i think that would depend on you know whether you're the older one or the younger one so and you feel you agree steph you feel the same way Totally, a hundred percent agree. I love my sister with all my heart. She's my best friend. And do you feel like she's always been your best friend? Yes. Even when I was little, yeah, we were always close. Mm -hmm. I mean, she would do things for me that I never thought anyone would do for me as a sister. So, yeah, I'm lucky to have her. Very lucky. I remember yeah. time. I think that I got mad at her when we were kids. And other than that, it was really just kind of a responsibility thing, mm -hmm. which, you know, yeah. good, good responsibility helping me to grow mm -hmm. and mature. But um, I think there was one time on the bus where I was like, for one time, can I just sit by myself? Which is a hard thing. Yeah. But, you know, you get older and <laughs> you want to sit with someone else once in a great while. But literally, other than that, I think that was, mm -hmm. we really did get along well. Oh, and the one time you suffocated me in Florida while I was snoring in my sleep. <laughs> well, I, I think that might be a little harsh, but when I say goofing on you, it could have it could have been a little Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you mentioned that stuff because for a minute I was like so sweating because my girls definitely like more of a like, you know, head bumping um personality. So I was like, man, it can't be all like rainbows and butterflies over there. So I'm glad to know that one time your sister um did <laughs> No, it, it's it's kind of funny because every you know, if anyone else picked on her, you know, all bets are off, like you're done, I'll take you down. Mm. But I thought I I still 
one of my hobbies is still picking on her so (laughs) I would say not always butterflies and rainbows but the intention Mm -hmm. is always good the love is always there yeah yeah so growing up were you guys four years apart so were you in the same schools or different schools well does anybody know how many times we moved when you were a kid oh my goodness pretty complex situation special ed Mm. um we must have moved God, I don't even know maybe five six seven times mm-hmm. so we went to okay. a lot of different schools um we were okay. definitely in the same school sometimes mm-hmm. and then sometimes we weren't so always different okay yeah always different um and so it just <gasps> kind of oh there's my dog's barking I think my kid is coming in sorry 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 oh. don't have to edit around this while she comes in my dog's bark <laughs> actually I can't hear it oh good good I'm glad um usually people can like hear my dog snoring it's crazy so you guys were close enough in age that sometimes you went to the same schools sometimes didn't but you always had this closeness tell us about like what that looked like when you were younger like I think Sarah you might have mentioned like you guys even had your birthday parties together to like now how it's changed as you've gotten older you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. So um, I've been thinking, because, you know, you, you're going to be on a podcast and you're like, what am I going to talk about? And so I was thinking that one of my earliest memories, I remember being scared when she was diagnosed with Williams syndrome because I didn't even, I didn't know what that meant, you know, um, and then finding out all the different things that we were going to have to do. But I just remember being so jealous of this two-year-old this three-year-old who gets to go to OT and PT and play in like a pool of plastic balls and like climb on all these awesome things and play with all these awesome toys while I had to sit on the side and wait um so that was uh, yeah I mean that was an early memory I had um which you wouldn't think of but being the you know neurotypical sibling like I have to sit on the side and be mature while you do all these awesome things (laughs) that was one thought i had Mm, i remember going to ot but i don't remember you like being there honestly i was so young i just don't remember i remember going to speech therapy i remember having dot there Mm -hmm. um she was my special helper when i was younger and she was really awesome awesome person well and i would say as the you know sibling of someone with Williams syndrome or a disability like my goodness I'm lucky to be you know in the situation I'm in right and I'm healthy but at that age there is so much attention on your sibling and I I definitely was mature enough to understand that but emotionally it's a lot you know (laughs) everyone's kind of focused over here um I read a lot of books while she was out and doing her stuff and you know I'm a great reader I love reading but I wanted to be in the ball pool Mm. (laughs) and so how is that how does it look now that you guys are or I mean I guess maybe kind of walk us through so like that was your younger years teen years how did those go good bad I feel like we did a ton together yes we Um, did I had a great friend group because I would say when I was starting my teen years we finally situated into a house that we stayed in Mm -hmm. right and that's where Steph still is where you normally see her um and so we solidified our friend groups but we hung out all the time together oh yeah there really wasn't much that I did that I didn't invite her along to Mm -hmm. um 
your friends when you went out a lot of times yeah. I would go oh yeah yeah even at even when I had kids my kids were raised with like a symbiotic relationship with their aunt right mm. like you know, mm. help to raise them and yeah they help you when you need things yeah. and, and they are amazing kids I love them to death I would do anything for them yeah and by the same How token when you have a hard time they help you yes they are so great with me it's amazing like I can sit with my nephew and talk and talk and talk and we just get along great. Everybody gets along great. I love my niece to death. I love, I just love being, uh, it's special. It's a nephew. My nephew is going to be 19 in December and my niece is going to be 16 in April. So they, their birthdays are still a little far out. Yeah. So my daughter is Aubrey. She just turned yes. 15. Yeah. And Madden just became an adult in December, mm -hmm. 18. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you had kids when you were like just a baby. 24 and 28. Yeah. I, I call them a baby. I'm like, that's so young. That's so young. Um, I'm an old mom. That is wonderful that you have had this relationship where uh, what I love about what you guys said is that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you had this relationship where you both were like, maybe symbiotic is the way to describe it, Sarah, but you were like a part of Steph's life just as much as she was a part of your life. Sometimes what I hear like, with, with people like William syndrome, you know, fam, at least like from what I hear and the people that I speak with who have, um, William syndrome family members is it's like a lot of times the Williams syndrome person just kind of goes wherever the family or the siblings or, you know, the aunts and uncles go. It's not, it's not reciprocal. Um, and so I like that you were saying like, if um, stuff you had friends that you were going to go out with, your sisters come in with you, but vice versa, huh. you were also doing that same thing with her friends. Oh yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some. That's, that we, uh, yeah, we do. That Definitely. We travel in together. Yeah. And you must have a really strong like community of people that you know as a result. Um, we have a lot of um good friends, but you know, just just like anybody else, I feel like the pandemic hit us really mm -hmm. hard. Um, my job changed, everybody kind of went their own way. I had friends that moved to different places, and I think you did too. I did, yes. Um, so we are almost just in a place of rebuilding that. Um we're still close yeah um but we're kind of almost like reestablishing. but i would say that's kind of like everybody else mm -hmm. right now too yeah yeah so tell us what you do now i mean i know what you do but tell our listeners now um how your journey with a sister with william syndrome has led you to your career actually it might kind of be the opposite of what you think so i started out in a corporate job um okay. and Thankfully, they offered tuition assistance and I love school. So I went to school and went to school and went to school. And as I was graduating with my master's, I was like, wow, I don't want anything to do with what I just studied for five years. I'd like to be a teacher. Um, so I teaching courses. And um, but the one thing I did not want to teach was special education. And it's only because um, I just worked with people with you know special needs so often that when I taught, I, I just wanted to teach academics and, you know, work on one way at home and one way at school. Um, but I was having trouble getting my foot in the door and my guidance counselor from high school, mm. that was also Steph's guidance counselor, called me out of the blue 
and said, hey, we really need a teacher. I think you'd be great for this. And it was a um, self-contained life skills program. I got okay. right into that. And um, I did that for three years, but they were pandemic years. And um, last year I changed schools. I have a new program, but still life skills. Um, and so it's it's been like a, a little bit of a tricky process to get my feet under me because of the time I started. But at the core, you know, I, I'm, I'm really happy and um, taking a lot of the things I've learned from Steph and transitioning them into my class. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's, it's funny that you mention it now, um, because I do have a lot of friends who have kids with disabilities and I have some that are teachers and or paras and they say the same thing, right? Like it's so hard to parent or be in like that world in your personal life and then have to do it in your professional life too. It can be really taxing. Um, have you found it taxing or do you feel like because you're a sibling and not a parent, you've been able to strike a good balance? I think I have a reasonable balance. Um, but the one thing I struggle with is I have a certain relationship with Steph where we're like buddies and siblings and we know each other and we're good to go. And in the classroom, I have a, a you know another persona where it's a little less emotional. I mean, I love my students with everything, but first is you know, the norms and the, and the rules and the behaviors. And it's a little bit tricky to transition out of that back mm. home to just be goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, but I'm literally working on that all the time to try mm -hmm. to like leave one position and just be the sister here. So, yeah. Well, and I think I see this in my younger daughter, um, there's definitely, like you were saying, like the challenges of, I have a sibling who has a disability, all the attention gets focused on them. So my other daughter, even though she's younger, she has to be more self-sufficient because we have our attention in another direction. But also um, she tends to take on more of that like older sister, more responsible like role. And so a lot of times, like when she's trying to boss Stella around, I'm like, you know, you have to remember, like, you're not the bigger sister, right? Stella's the bigger sister. Um, so I can imagine like being a teacher, a special ed teacher um, specifically, and being a sister, like sometimes you really have to like turn off some of those like things, like you said, and just be present and be engaged. And yeah, like, let Steph shine and not, not boss her around. Well, even, even sitting here, I see this and I hear this in you and, it, and I know it's in me to almost lead and say mm. what you were thinking or kind of, kind of lead the conversation. And I, and it's, it is definitely an effort to say, nope, this is you, you know, this is your time. So yeah. Yep. Kitty is that. <laughs> that is Luna Babaluna. I call her that. <laughs> Well, it seems like wherever Steph goes, there's always a kitty. <laughs> yep. Actually, I was just going to ask if her first tattoo was cat paws. So not super relevant, but I don't know if you guys know that she's a tattoo queen here. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, my first tattoo I got was um, actually in Hawaii. When I went to Maui, I got my dolphin tattoo with Maui on it. And that was my first tattoo. And now how many do you have? Um, I believe now I have like seven. Oh, girl. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And you have cat paws. Yes. Yes. And where are those? Boy, cat. Arm, chest, back, um, or is it? 
definitely arm. Yeah. Okay. And that was for one of your cats that you had or just because you're a cat lover? Because my boy cat passed away and I can't have any children. So he was like my baby. So he's my everything. Yeah. And after he passed, I want to get his name on me and get cat paws. So that's a good reason to do it, right? Like something mm -hmm. that impacts your life um, as much as what was your cat's name? Larry. Larry. Your cat's name was Larry. I love it. Did you put his <laughs> name on it? Yeah. Do you have paws? Mary? Yep. You do. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And most people, even though there's cat paws, most people think it's like a boyfriend. Or a husband. Or a husband. <laughs> yeah. That, that's amazing. I, I love it. Um, so many stories that could unfold just by like that one tattoo. What's your favorite tattoo? I feel like my cat paws and my Maui tattoo are my favorite tattoos. Um, what are your other well, the difference is that I've been to Maui seven times. My aunt lived there for a long time, and we would go visit her a lot and spend a lot of time in Maui. And it's just so, it, it, it just makes me so happy when I go there because everybody's so chill out. They're not like, grumpy people they're just really cool chill out people it's a good vibe <laughs> it really is a great vibe it really is i've only been there once but i really did like it you liked maui right yes you thought it was pretty cool i know what my favorite thing was tell them what your favorite thing was favorite thing was those beaches that had shells say that part again i'm sorry the beaches that had what seashells oh beautiful mm -hmm. yeah did you see the beach that had the black sand yes you did <laughs> but the big question is do you know the name of the state fish no do you i do oh my Simple, goodness right? <laughs> that is a mouthful yeah it is <laughs> i think we still have black sand in our um, swimsuits from that trip Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can't get oh, it out yeah. anywhere so so do you go on trips together yes most often oh, yeah. so since mm -hmm. i've had kids um they sometimes travel without me like we might do like every other trip together but we've always traveled mm -hmm. together and i i think we grew up um and we didn't have a ton mm -hmm. so we didn't we never did like um air travel when we were kids but right. do you remember the first time we did that? I remember, yes, I remember going to Florida with you yep. and oh. Bill and his family. Okay, so maybe it was the second time that I mean. <laughs> Where did we, you got a trip, right? Oh, yes, I got a trip to Florida from Give Kids the World, and they paid for everything. They got us a, a really nice place, and... I got to go through all the lines, get in front of everybody. And I actually got pictures with some of the animals at SeaWorld and just so many cool things. Like they had um, the place that we stayed at, it had a movie theater, it had mini golf, it had everything for kids. And it was just amazing. It was so cool. When was that? How old were you? 
I was 19, so you would have been 15? Probably 15, yeah. So that was That's a, a good give kids the world I think was the organization yes. right but yeah they yeah. they sent all of us we and the place we stayed at that she was describing you know sounds cool to have a movie theater and a mini golf course but I mean the movie theater was shaped like a bucket of popcorn yes you know yeah. the the sweet shop was shaped like an ice cream sundae and we have uh yeah and then you know who else you're you know we're very special people here right these Williams syndrome <laughs> people they gave her a button like a yes. you know, button and we we kept saying the button the button we got to go to the front of every line yeah at, every at Disney, single, Universal. Yeah. yeah every single place it was so cool so there's yeah, a lot of responsibility awesome. right that comes yes. with, with being a, a sibling but yeah boy there's some benefits too <laughs> there, definitely is. there is some benefits here it's funny that you say that because we went um it was probably during covid we went to Disney World mm -hmm. and partly we went because we like already had our, um, we'd already had COVID and, you know, we didn't care about wearing masks. We were fine with that, but we got the mm -hmm. DAS pass and yeah, my other daughter, uh, my nine-year-old was like, this is amazing. We can go on to like front of all these people. We don't have to wait. And we were like, see, there's some benefits to having like a sibling with a disability, right? Like if you didn't have her, you wouldn't get this. <laughs> what are, can you think of any of those other types of scenarios where you've been, um, you've reflected on having a sister with a disability and like how that's helped you? The other DAS passes, I guess, in your life? Well, um, I mean, I think, I think that I'm, I was always mature beyond my years because I had to be. And you can take that as a pro or a con because I never went out and got in trouble. I never did any of that. And sometimes adults in my life will say, how come you never did this? How come you never did that? At the same time, I never did that stuff. And I'm pretty okay with it. I'm probably healthier for it. I'm probably, you know, I made progress that maybe I wouldn't have. Um, but I was thinking about one other awesome thing that we got to do. Um, so Steph had, uh, let's see if we can, if I can say it, you had supravalvular aortic stenosis yes. have, right? Yeah. So you had, what was your surgery called? Ascending. Ascending aortic. Inferenal. Inferenal. Bypass. Bypass. So she had a major surgery and it was in the Journal of American Medicine because it had never been done the way that it was going to be done for her. I guess they were just going deeper in the valve or something. So it was huge. And somehow six degrees of separation do you, did you tell them this yet? What I managed to uh, have happen? Yes. You did? I did. Okay. So yeah, we, she got to meet the rock, which. Oh, know. I did not know. This is how you met the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I remember it clear as day. It was so funny. Um, my sister played a prank on me and she said, oh, my friend's going to go to this wrestling match. Who do you think she's going to see? I'm like the rock. And then she went through all this stuff. And then we got to go to the place. They said, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have any tickets for you. And then all of a sudden they go, okay, we can go backstage. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then we went backstage and I met The Rock. It was so incredible. I, I remember <laughs> it kind of being 
a little even even cooler because mm -hmm. I remember you facing me and seeing the rock walk up behind her where she didn't know and just having her turn around and like oh there he is you know like I was crying I was literally <laughs> like holy cow so I, I mean thank you yeah and, and so you asked you know about about the perks and you know with I, I would say with great responsibility comes great perks, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, you know, here we go tomorrow to the prom with, right. you know, recycle <laughs> percussion. So there's awesome things that we get to do. It's so neat though. It, it really is. Cause I never thought that I would be able to go to a prom because when I was in school, I never did because nobody would ask me or they would have, made fun of me so I didn't want to go with someone and so this prom means more than anything to me in my life than like anything it's amazing like everything is just going to be incredible there's going to be tv crews there's going to be shows that they're going to have people with disabilities on more and like they're going to do so many things for everybody like they got 15 people with disabilities to go to Florida. They, we all gave a little bit of money and all of them got to go to Florida and just enjoy themselves and go on vacation and have a blast. So I think you're going to have so much fun. And did you watch, did, um, Sarah, did you watch the YouTube when he asked stuff to go? Actually, one of the things I was, I wanted to say to you guys is I've never gotten to see the visual. I, because I do have a crazy busy life and I, I don't spend a lot of screen time in my world. So I usually listen to you guys on the way into work. So I heard how, okay. was, but I didn't get to see it. Yeah. I was like, Misty, I was like trying to hold it all in. Yeah. I was so excited for you. And I, because you were so excited stuff like I was like I could see your happiness and I felt that and it was just like such a touching moment I mean I think you deserve the world and you know like they're honored to have you there but um I know how much it means to you so I think that you're gonna have just like an awesome wonderful time um yes. I, Sarah I love what you said about with with great you know, responsibility comes great perks. Cause I always hear like the opposite, right? Like with great responsibility um, comes like privilege, but I do think that there's some bright things that come along with having um, in a person with disability in your life, right? Like whether or not it's your sibling or like for me as a parent, I think there's amazing things that have come out of being a parent of a child with disability. Um, besides the fact that you met the rock, what are those other ones? Give us like your top five, three. Oh boy, we're a little bit on. The, we're a little on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, how about how about David's house? Oh yeah, David's house is the most awesome place to stay when you're sick. The hospital is like two minutes away from that place, and they let people that have people with disabilities and people that need to have procedures done or surgeries done stay there and they have these amazing rooms like different animal rooms they have alien rooms they have clown rooms they have this they have that 
Can we say what it what it is though? Just Davis House is it. a nonprofit organization that helps people who can't afford a hotel to stay there and I think the be tag, a part of it. Yeah, I think the tagline is a home away from home and support for families of sick children. So it's a place to stay when um someone in your family is in the hospital having procedures, but I would say, you said, what are the top three? And, and I don't want to tie it to a hospital because that's a little silly, mm -hmm. but there is almost no place that feels so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like there's been times when we've had to go to the hospital quickly. We haven't had time to pack up and we need. I've had to go to the hospital with babies in tow and I can show up there with nothing and have everything I need so that I can just focus on stuff. So. Yes, it's awesome there. It really is. Yeah, so that would be one. Um, oh boy, I don't know. I I, I know. Well, I'm... another thing I was thinking about was when we did your senior lock-in because you said that you didn't get to go to prom because right. no one asked you and people would make fun of you. And I know that was mm -hmm. part of your school experience, and mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. But we can focus on the good stuff. Too, yeah, the right? lockdown was awesome. It was so fun. Me and my sister got to stay in the school. Like all the students got to stay in the school. It was like, um, they had everything from like movies to pizza and dancing, dancing, everything. It was just so cool. So we slept there in our high school. Yeah, all the seniors did. Yep. But I mean, I got to go with her, you know, and, and yep. just to make care, you know, take care of her, make sure she's good. So instead of having a para, she had me. So we just got to do cool things like that yeah. you know, that a lot of siblings don't get to do. Mm -hmm. And then like one of the main things that I think is a benefit, which is probably different for staff, like is just having the, I don't know, confidence and just willingness and openness to approach someone with a disability and just be normal like anybody else. Like I just, I think when you can just go up to someone and just be like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Because a lot of people don't do that. You know, no, and, they don't. And that's kind of the main thing I wanted to say on the podcast is for anybody listening, and I don't know about you as a mom, this makes me even a little choked up. I am. But too. if you don't know how to approach someone with a disability, give it a shot. Just say hi, you know? Yeah. So I'm happy. That. I'm Misty eyed over there. Yeah. I'm going to give Misty eyed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but I just, I see it in my students and I, I, you know, I work in a gen ed high school, but I'm in the special ed program and more than anything, I just want for people to walk up to staff and to Stella and to my students and just be like, how's it going? Hey. And if they don't answer the way you expect, observe, figure it out, have a conversation, you know? So Absolutely. I, take, I take that as a really big benefit of being a sibling. Yeah. Do you do remind me, did you say you were in middle school or high school? Teacher? I work in high, high school. High school. Well, yeah. Stella goes to a middle school high school. Okay. So it's grades six through 12. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that you touch on this topic. It was like, we could have a whole separate conversation about this, but you know, elementary. So she just, she's in sixth grade. And so we just made that change from elementary school to middle school. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what happens, I think, is like in elementary school, there's tons of support.
reports, you know, like her class ate lunch together and wherever they went, they kind of went as a class and then you get to middle school and it becomes choice, right? Mm -hmm. And Stella usually sits by herself at lunch. People, I think, are afraid to come up and talk to her or other um, students. And there are a couple of kids who who do talk to her. So I don't want to make it sound right. Like you have like uh, Carter and Alex who come yeah. up and talk to you. But overwhelmingly, right? Like yeah. what I see is that kids are not equipped with the tools to, um, like you said, have the internal confidence to just like go out on a limb and say hello. Mm-hmm. And that is what I want for Stella. I want people to like, not only say hello to her, but to get to know her as a person and to get to know you stuff as a person. Cause you've got some great qualities that you offer. Um, and, and I know you're going to meet many people when you go to prom who are in the same boat. It's something that we in the community have to work on is giving younger kids the tools to just like you said, say hello and start from there. And Sometimes I think if there were more people out there who had disability in their life, um, our world would feel less guarded. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the position that I'm in, I, again, I'm, I'm a special ed teacher and I'm the sibling of someone with William, William syndrome. And I went to a therapeutic writing center um, with my class on Tuesday and I met a woman who was nonverbal and I could tell she was trying to talk to me. And even with my life experience, that's, that was a little bit uncomfortable, but I think it's absolutely okay to say what I said. And that was, I can tell you're trying to tell me something and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to hang out with you. And when your, you know, um, staff person comes over, she can help us talk. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's okay to not know how to communicate, but I just don't think it's okay to just use that as a reason to ignore people. Right. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I know, man, that's like such a good topic. Yes. Do you have a question? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. I know you've been eagerly waiting. Hi. Hi. Are you a teacher that teaches high school? I am. Um, so interestingly, most of my students are adults. My youngest student is actually 17 and my oldest students are close to turning 22 and I mostly teach, um, how to be ready for work, for career, maybe for college. Um, we actually, and in my program, we actually we go shopping every week, we cook every week, and we actually run a cafe where we deliver baked goods and casseroles and coffee to all the other teachers in the school every Friday. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you doing? Do you want to tell them what you do at high school, middle school, high school? Yes. I have a big school because it's ginormous every time I'm walking the hallway it's just big it is big yeah because yeah, it's six well because it's six through twelve what do you do in school I uh do math and and science science what else do you stuff about what instrument you play the flute oh my gosh that's so awesome I played the flute for one year when I was in school mm. That's very cool. That's cool. It's very hard. It's had had we known then what we know now, I don't know. Would you still do flute again? Yes. You would. Okay, that's good. Um, tell me what you just started doing. Like what did you start two weeks ago? So I started two weeks ago 
I don't basketball. Yeah. Awesome. That's nice. cool. Is it um like a unified team or the general team? Really? That's awesome. I, I have a lot of students that do that. Oh, that's amazing. And I generally am usually in tears by the national anthem. <laughs> oh, oh so yes, yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, but I think I might have got this already, but um, Stella, go ahead, tell them. What? You love what? I love to sing that. She loves yeah. to sing that. Oh, that is even, even more special. But So we have our two teams that kind of line up. And then they just play it over the speaker. And even that chokes me up. So that's really special that you sing it. Stella loves singing the, the national anthem so much that she wants to sing it at every game. It doesn't matter if it's unified or not. And then sometimes she'll critique the other team if they sing it. <laughs> and she'll be like that. Right? So what advice do you have for siblings? Oh, what advice do I have for siblings? Yes. Uh, I think I think find balance. Yeah, that was an awesome question. Um, I, I seek balance in everything. So I think stay engaged and know how your sibling with a disability like is doing and how to help her. And then also, or him. <laughs> and then also um, you have your own individual life too and they intertwine. So I think it's just, for the neurotypical sibling, I think being aware of your own needs and advocating for yourself, but I guess that's for everybody. So mm. that was a really great, great question, Stella. Well, we definitely need some pictures of prom. Yeah, definitely. And foremost, like I, I, need to see, I need to see the dress. I need to see the, are you getting a limo? I need to see all these things. I'm not getting a limo, but hey, you know, whatever. You've been in the limo matter. enough times. Yeah, I have <laughs> actually. And I'm fine with that. Completely fine without having a limo. I don't need a limo to get to a prom or anywhere for that matter. But if anyone's listening and they want to send one. <laughs> well, this will be after the fact. So don't send a limo after the fact. But maybe, maybe that would be fun. We could, we could do something fun with that. What oh. is next? <laughs> What's next on your journey um, as siblings? Like, so you guys are late twenties. Like, how? What do you see like the next five to ten years looking like for you two? Oh my gosh! Did you say late twenties? You're so cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. We're closer to forties. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh well, you're looking so young. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Um, we're in the process of changing guardianship. Uh, well, not changing it, I guess, adding me to the guardianship. Um, our mom is wonderful, but just getting a little bit older. And so it's time for me to start attending more appointments. Um, and during COVID, it, it really showed us that there are times when I can't go unless I'm official. So yep. that's one thing. Um, and like I said, just staying engaged in all the medical needs so that if I do need to pinch hit for a situation, I know where I am. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And eventually when my mom passes away, I'll be living with my sister. So I'm happy with that. I, I really don't mind it. Yeah. We're not going to think too much about that right now. No, we're no, just going to no, be prepared. No, no, no. <laughs> just be prepared just in case. 
No, that's good. And it's good that you guys have such a good relationship that you've already like, you know, now, so you're so youthful um, in these younger years, you've already decided like what that future is going to look like for you. And, and you have this awesome connection already. Like, I can't wait to see it grow and see the, all that you guys do together. So fun. Um, anything else, Steph, you want to tell us before we exit out of here? We have taken up all the time. Um, no, I'm good, actually. I'm all set. That was awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me on here. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet um, you. So nice to meet you. Nice Stella. to meet you, Stella. Is this the is this the first time you've been on here, Stella? Um, yes. Wow, what an honor for me. <laughs> thank you so much. You've been listening to The Starry-Eyed Effect, presented by the Williams Syndrome Association. The show is hosted by Jennifer Keaton and Stephanie Karen, and produced by me, Joel Lispin. Theme song by Tommy Barbarella and Mariella Elm. Got a question for Steph and Jen? Email us at podcast at williams-syndrome.org. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and maybe it will get featured on a future episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to The Starry-Eyed Effect wherever you get your podcast delights.